welcome to yet another beautiful episode of Two Thumbs Undecided. Decided. Undecided. Uh, my uh, my name is Sam, and I'm Zach Ferguson. And did you get a haircut? I didn't. I just pulled my hair back. Oh, well, yeah. it looks bad. Uh, oof, jeez. Uh, okay. Well, you don't look that bad yourself. Oh, thank you. So, um, you're welcome. Yeah. No, I really appreciate that compliment. Yeah, um, I don't appreciate your yours, but uh, well, that's what we call on this show, um, pure and unbridled honesty, and that's kind of what this show is about. We are give our honest <laughs> opinion of mm-hmm. um how we see about the each world, other, about each other's and about looks, movies, um, especially hairstyle and fading mm-hmm. hairstyle. I don't think um, I look that bad, though. I haven't had time to uh, condition my hair. Uh, and to put all the flavors that make me Zach. I mean, all I'm saying is it shows. Well, I'm glad that this is only a auditorial medium and not a video medium. So, uh, yeah. who cares what the people? I'm also think about what for I love. those of you who are new to this show. I'm kidding. Uh, Zach and I are brothers, and we tend to poke. What does fun that have to do anything oh. about it? <laughs> We are brothers, and we tend to poke fun at each other. Uh, no, I think as brothers, we should be very honest with each other, you know? Oh, well, I mean, um, I don't know. Your hair looks fine, I guess. I can't really uh, yeah. see your hair. I think my hair looks good, so uh, take you, your comments and shove them in your pockets. You, uh, oh, my, Which is my a, pockets a are rather shallow. The room. Oh, the room. Yeah. Oh, the room. Got the me. room, not mm-hmm. room. Do you think the the do you think it's sad that or would you agree that do you do you think the room has had a longer lasting effect on cinema than room? <laughs> I think very much so. I don't think and I don't have any, you know, evidence to prove this, but I don't think that room gets like weekly uh viewings somewhere around the the world. Like Wouldn't I don't think there's sad a- if someone if for some reason there was a showing of room and people went in thinking it was the room, but instead yeah. just continued and created a new like thing with room mm-hmm. where they like had like, instead of throwing spoons, they threw, you know, like sandwiches. I don't, I don't or it, I, it just like, think. it's kind of like a messed up version of, of since it, for those of you who don't know, room is about a, a pretty serious uh situation where a person is um kidnapped at the age of as a as a kid and then um the kidnapper rapes her and has a kid and they're stuck the 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 woman and the kid are stuck in a in a room in a small room and for this several is the years kids, like life i personally i think it was a bad idea to from the marketing guys to uh name the movie room yeah well i don't, I don't know, think like, the i don't i really think that the room started getting bigger around the time of room. No, I I disagree. I mean, I started knowing about the room as a like a phenomenon when I was a sophomore in college. Mm. And room came out in you know after I went to college, or like towards the end there. So mm. bad, well, bad choice, I think. For those of you who don't know, this is what we're even about. Uh, we are kind of on topic. We are a movie. Uh, radio show. We talk about films, media, um, you know, what have you. And uh, we don't do as much of reviewing of films, per se. We're not film reviewers. 
Um, we're more of just film ponderers, I think. We look at things from the bigger picture and try to figure out what's going on with the changing media, changing everything, and maybe... Our changing bodies. Our changing bodies as well. Zach's fading hairline. Um, his Hawaii what? shirt. Oh, What are you talking about? I am not... A f- that is not... <laughs> all right, sorry. All. sorry. Sorry. I just have my hair back. All right. Well, anyways. Um, yeah, so that's kind of our gist. And... Um, we typically begin by see Zach is now conscious. I'm sorry, Zach. I'm sorry. That that if if anybody wants to destroy my defenses and really just mess me up, talk about my hair, okay? You guys can call in at uh 718928. You can also make fun of my hairline. That's fine. I think your hair is actually receding, okay? It, it probably is. I'm actually I'm actually very sensitive about that. <laughs> Oh, really? I, I take out on you what I'm most afraid oh, of. Oh, you project yourself onto me. What some therapists call projection, mm-hmm. I call how I treat my brother. Hmm. Yeah. So anyways, um, uh, so yeah, so... Uh, were you I was going to talk about, about how like we have a leg up on other podcasts Radio that shows. we... Yeah, well... Yeah, ra- radio show that we have known each other for 23 years. Yes. Um, while others have only, like, known each other for four. Yeah. So Four years. Pff, it's nothing. Though I like to think each day is a new day that I meet you. Wow. That's- yeah, use that in your love songs, <laughs> uh, guys and ladies. Uh, well, you heard it here first. Um, but also, we typically begin with uh, today in movie, what's happening in, in news. Um, but we have some news ourselves. Really uh, big two, news. Really big news. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, this I am in Brooklyn. My brother is in Pittsburgh. I'm Pittsburgh. Um, but I, we both just got accredited as press um, at the New York Film Festival, uh, which is starting September 27th. To October 15th, 16th, something like that. Um, but the press have a showing the week before um, or the two weeks prior. Um, so we're going to be going. Um, so sometimes around mid-September, uh, begins September 16th. We're going to start reviewing some of the, or uh, not reviewing, but we're going to start like kind of giving general impressions of some of the films we've had, what films you should be excited for. Um and then I think we, could, we can review, right? Well, we I just don't want to give anything away. I don't want to like be um, like, oh, an Irishman. Whenever he revealed he was Scottish at the end, you know that oh, really. Yeah. That really and it just turned out that he did actually just paint houses. Yeah. Um. No, I I am really excited for this. Uh, we are officially the press during this tour, which will be going up the sixteenth, and then spotty throughout the twenty seventh. And Zach also. You had an idea of doing some more in not more. We well, we've only done one video in the past. Um, but, yeah, which uh, by the way, like I was almost thinking of taking that down or no, m- maybe okay. Because uh, what I was thinking for the for this in the future is we're gonna do a whole bunch of videos and uh, like little Instagrams that we'll post at the end of the day and then throughout it, mm-hmm. just really throwing tent all over the place. Mm-hmm. So much tent that they'll call us the Boy Scouts of uh, the Internet. Hmm. That's exactly we're throwing up so much tent because that's what Boy Scouts do. 
and Girl Scouts. And Girl Scouts. Actually, I mean, so Girl Scouts really don't do that. Girl Scouts is kind of a, a horrible organization. Oh, um, really? Yeah, they, they really just force girls to sell cookies. That's kind of the premise. And this is coming from Girl Scouts. Um, or oh, actually, got- Girl Scouts don't even sell that's mostly brownies that, or I don't know. I just know every single person I've known that was in the Girl Scouts did not like the Girl Scouts, which is why Boy Scouts are now open to both girls and boys, but it's still called the Boy Scouts. It should just well, be I, called the Human Scouts. It should just yeah. be called Scouts. <laughs> the Human Scouts. The Human Scouts. That. That's like the human being from, uh, uh, what's from it called? From Community. Community. <laughs> I just know that the Girl Scouts sued the 1980s band Men at Work for their little thing in um yeah. land down under or like do 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 apparently that's a copyright from the uh girl Kuka, scouts kookaburra song the kookaburra yeah. sits in the old gum tree merry merry king of the forest now thanks for singing along Love. all right merry, merry laugh cool at beans um i don't know i just called you beans um, <laughs> um that's my new nickname now i'm beans <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, this is uh, Two Thumbs Undecided. This is Sam, and uh, I'm Beans. Um, also, something else in uh, our news is we're going to be having a- another segment um, with, if you guys listened to our last episode, we had my friend uh, Karina Dendashi was on, and we were talking about Film Bros. That is live. I suggest you listen to it. Um, we, I think, coined a new term, Film Hose. Um, oh, yeah. Which is okay Hashtag. for me to say because Karina was the one that was pushing for us to. to she say gave it. us permission. She gave us permission to to coin this. And in fact, she was the one that really wanted. Actually, I would I would say she might have coined the term, but uh, I think it was on Two Thumbs Undecided. Said it. it was on the show. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, we also, produced this. We episode, produced the so we coin own everything. But we, you know, we up, really want this film hose to be a new uh, term um, that people will be throwing around as Lulu Wangs and Greta Gerwigs. If you if you are really excited for Little Women, I think you can consider yourself a film. Oh, uh, wait a minute. I wonder if this. OK, Uh-oh. so apparently film ho is was made by a 24 ho by in our. October 13th, 2018. Um, A24 already did it. Well, no, like, I guess the person's account is that, but like, it's the definition on Urban Dictionary is the type of girl who runs a letterboxed account and loves A24 a little too much. Um, She wears almost black, mostly black and red. Uh, And then the sentence (laughs) at the end there is damn last night i met this girl who was a total film ho she wanted to she wanted to netflix and chill but she made us watch the shining and then i i ended up too scared to fuck and she was (laughs) (laughs) wow this this does the sentence go on yeah it's a run-on sentence yo and she was so into it i thought she was going to kill me end of sentence (laughs) That's funny. Yo. Okay, well, I guess we didn't coin the term film ho. And honestly, that's yeah. kind of interesting, saying that the clothing is normally red and, and black, which is... I see it, like, I guess. Well, there's you know. a lot more that goes on from there. Like, uh, her favorite type of movie is probably thriller or horror. She is also 
uh, in part of a Doc. She probably has a pair of Doc Martens. See, I think this is a generalization. It is a big uh, generalization. But... I think this was probably written by a man, while our film ho uh, definition was coined by an actual woman. I think our Doc, definition. What? Uh, I think our, for me, I think it's it's little less of a generalization of of clothing type and what they wear, uh, and a little bit more of just a sign of the changing of of uh, of power. See, I think no, I think a film, a film like like a film bro, a film ho is just a a, a lady who um, is uh, very um, into movies that, yeah. Like like the Marvel movies and or the movies that are popular popularized. Mm-hmm. I guess and, uh, both film hoes and film bros aren't really great things, but um, if there is to be one, I guess it's the now the age of the film hoes. Yeah, um, but anyways, um, so yeah, Karina will be doing a uh, she's doing a, a segment. Uh, she said not this week. Uh, she wanted me to introduce it this week. It's called uh, Twitter Corner is what we're doing it since Karina is obsessed with Twitter and um, she there was actually a part of last week's episode I had a cut out for time where we talked about Twitter um, but uh, you know maybe I can include that on a special episode yeah, or something uh, go to our Patreon and you can get the full version we don't have a Patreon account no yet. we don't we should yeah. probably set that up but um, yeah so that's gonna be a new thing coming up um, also we might be doing a segment uh, where we look for producers um, which I've talked about briefly with you in the past. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, maybe we might do it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, so that's really it for film, uh, film news. Well, no, that's it's, our news. What about film news? Yeah, I mean, I guess we can talk. I mean, a lot of people have died. Oh see, yeah, Peter Fonda. Film, Peter Fonda, the guy. Uh, let me put on my uh, my spectacles. Uh, Richard Williams, who was the animator for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, died. Uh, And that's, yeah, I guess uh, Samuel Gelfman, producer of Roger Corman films in the 1970s. That's pretty specific. Died. So a lot of people are dying. I mean, they're 80, 79 years old. You know, that's that's an old age. You know. It's you know, we don't live forever. Um, Sorry. if we did, it would be tough on the body unless right. we could uh, live in our normal human body. Like if I stopped aging now, that would be interesting. All right. This is what happens when I let Zach just keep talking. <laughs> Zach is very like, philosophical. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be cool? Would you think it would be cool if instead of us like growing old and then dying, uh, we lived like we all were aged at say like we grow to be 25 Mm -hmm. like and that's our body and then we live forever Mm -hmm. but the only way we die is by natural like by unseen circumstances Mm -hmm. so it's almost like truly a survival of the fittest yes does that make would that be better do you think (laughs) do you think the world would work differently um I no offense, I have not been listening to something anything you've been saying. Ah, oh, come on. Just because <laughs> What were you saying again? I'm looking up this this film news, which is kind of also kind of big. But 
Um, I, I think we should move on to our new, like our like our topic well, for today. But I was theorizing that would it be cool or would it be a good idea that instead of people growing old and decrepit and then dying, instead they died by natural causes. Like so, you grew to be twenty five, but you could live for say a thousand years and never die. But like you, you, you're not invincible. Like say you just you die from an asteroid or someone chops off your head. Um, Do you, like what kind of world would that be? Wait. So basically what you're saying is it's the same world we live in now, except yes. people can basically there is no dying of natural cause. No, like you have to be stupid and like, say, fall off a building or or get run over. Hmm. Or I guess like viruses would also affect you the same way. Yeah, like, I mean, I think I'm just saying most people I feel 25 like 25 forever, but like cancer still kills you oh so not only do you live forever but you don't age at all no you never age you live forever but things like cancer uh stab wounds they do kill you like you can get killed but as I if mean, you're smart if you're smart about it and don't like you know if you're careful you can live till the end of time yeah i mean that would be great wouldn't that be in, like i think there would probably be shops set up like say you're a thousand and you're like I've seen too much shit. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. And it's it's like I don't know. It's it's basically a a building that like shoots you into the sun. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, there's that concept, but also there's this. Uh, there's the one last thing I want to say before the our topic, and also kind of a good segue. Mine Hunter Two Season Two just came out, and uh, we actually have an old episode uh, where we talked about our time as extras on this. Season. Yes. So if you guys see episode season two, episode two or episode five, you look real close when uh, there's two airport scenes in both of those. You will see Zach and I. You will see Zach's face fairly clearly with a mustache. Yes. Um, actually, there's We're a photo now. that I have that I'll probably post on on our Insta. Yeah, I, I was actually I screenshotted it uh, and I'm planning to Photoshop or like uh, like an arrow and then post it on my social media outlets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, the reason I think two and five, the reason why I think that's a cool segue is that show is a lot to do with nostalgia for the past since it's set in the past. It's set in the 70s. Um, so, and okay. our topic for today is um, nostalgia, nostalgia. And also, I want to do a little thing that ah. transitions us transitions us to the next segment so here's our transition song and there you go can you hear did you even hear that zach i heard nothing of it so i'm gonna have to <laughs> listen back no i can't listen to it you know um all right well it was pretty good yeah it's so, uh it's actually just me <laughs> me just talking about your hairline Oh, <laughs> it was. So you already have been talking about yeah. my hairline is not receding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways, okay. so but also that's a fear of of the future. Growing old. Yes. But we're going to be talking about love of the past. Of the past. And why if it is damaging or renewing. Mm. So there are many. things. So today in this modern age. 
a lot of things are set in the 80s and or remakes. And remakes unto itself is a nostalgic gimmick in a, uh, in a way. Star Wars will live forever because parents grew up with it and then showed their kids and that became part of their childhood. And it's, a, it's just an endless cycle of nostalgia. Yeah. Sometimes nostalgia can be blinding, blinding in the, like it's blinders. You don't really see if it's good or bad. You just go, oh, it's Star Wars. Oh, it's Iron Man. Oh, I grew up with this. This must be good. Well, it actually stinks. Well, other times, like I think Mindhunter, it's appropriate. Mm. Like you can't see Stranger Things. The only reason why they said it in the 80s is because of the aesthetic of it. And I think in that sort of way, it it could have been said in today's time. And I don't know, like it's just being like, oh, it's in the 80s. You know, remember the 80s? basically thing well mine hunter is set in the 70s not for nostalgia but because they actually created this thing but i would say the profile in the 70s this nostalgia even though not as latent as stranger things like stranger things is like this is 80s like it's one of the most intense like this is this is we're doing this for the style of the 80s and they're doing it you know unabashedly like that's the point um which i kind of admire in a way because it's like oh well I'm, at least you're being honest about it um mine hunter it although it is um uh what's it called uh although it is not like about the style of the 70s because it definitely even really isn't the style of the 70s it's more of just david fincher's style which is its style in and of itself um it does. It was definitely cognizant of the fact that being set in the past would pique people's interests a little bit more. Like it well, says they, on Netflix, set in the seventies in the description, which you know I think it, some people, especially there's a, a large amount of people who are obsessed with, um, and to an extent myself included, uh, serial killers and the mindset of serial killers, which is why on a lot of podcasts, some of the biggest podcasts are serial killer podcasts. So the fact that this show is set in the prime day of serial killers when people were just starting to um, just starting to think about serial killers as serial killers, um, it's I would still say it is using nostalgia uh, to sell, but not in a bad way. I'm saying yeah. this is this is a type of nostalgia that I think is is, is kind of interesting. No, I, I think th- there's there's history and then there's nostalgia. Yeah. So Star Wars is a purely nostalgia based um, and really Disney to an extent. Well, that is a, a nostalgia based uh, market and it sells nostalgia sells like crazy. Yeah, like, I watched. I by the way, I binge watched Mindhunter the other day and I'll give it my review at the end. Um, but that was us going like, ooh. I want to see how it like in the history, how they actually caught this person, mm-hmm. you know, or like, Ooh, I want to see the characterization of son of Sam. Like that's interesting. And it just so happens it's the seventies. Um, while say movies like, uh, the lion King or Aladdin get millions of dollars and pay for, you know, some 
see uh, Disney CEO's you know boat um, is because some person's like, ooh, I remember Lion King. Oh, I like that, that music. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go see this. Yeah, and Cats as well, which is the new thing. Um, well, I, I don't know about Cats. I do want to. I do want to read one quote though, because I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, this is off of a Quartz. Um, uh, I don't even know who they're quoting on this, but um, it's a line in which, well, I, it's not. I'm not. This is in Greek. Nostalgia actually translate to pain from an old wound. Um, I feel like I've, I've heard this. It's on a, a TV twinge show. in your heart far more powerful than memory alone. So nostalgia, in the word itself, is meant to be uh, meant to bring back a feeling uh, to f- a feeling that you already have of sadness that you're living in the now, as opposed oh. to living in in the past and in, in in how you saw things growing up and what's interesting as well with that is like it's not like when you were a lot of the nostalgia first off a lot of the nostalgia is not even from people who lived back in the 70s um like nostalgia can still be from like for instance i say i have nostalgia for films like 70 films uh films from the 70s and that's a different type of nostalgia that's nostalgia that's like for a style of a type of film. Um, and that type of nostalgia is, it's a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word? It's a little bit more, uh, 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 not as, it's not as much of a box office success, that type of style. It's more analytical and less about the heart. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you love, what I'm understanding, I'm saying this, I am now reflecting myself onto you is I love 1970 movies and I fond for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because I find that their style and their, their influence and also the history behind these movies is like very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so my love for 1970 movies is more analytical than say, my love for an old TV show that's coming back because I really thought it was, it was part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. No, like but for- but I I think it's 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 not. Well, I guess it is analytical, but it's like people always harken back to, um, uh, for instance, like a lot of uh, a lot of uh, like what's it called? Uh, um, Interstellar. Uh, Christopher yes. Nolan blatantly. No, well, yeah, he he said that this was kind of like an oh, like it was a lot of influence from two thousand one Space Odyssey, and you can kind of see it. So there are some some of the nostalgic value of that is mimicking kind of storylines and premises from the past. And once again, this type of nostalgia isn't um, bad when it gets to be when it gets to be kind of like okay, what is this this happening? Is whenever it's so. And I think the biggest, the most overt way is sequels and prequels and taking something and literally redoing it. So what um, you're saying is, uh, so when, and I agree with you, uh, but when nostalgia gets bad and why when nostalgia can be damaging is when um, originality starts to fade. It's whenever... Sense, like, no. it's okay to make sequels... Because it helps with the story. 
-hmm. But when it becomes so, when our culture becomes so congested with nothing but sequels and remakes of things, that's when it becomes hard for us to think of a world where there is things that are original. So like TV shows, a lot of like eighties is very prevalent. You see it in say the Thor, the new Thor movies. Mm -hmm. Like um, who's the director of those? Uh, Big. No, no, that's the producer. Um, Anyways, like the people who are making these new Thor movies, um, are very much going for that 80s style, you know, the synthesizer, the style, like the texture of the the font, because they know the 80s set. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. Like, it almost seems like these goofy, funny guys in the Marvel Universe are all like they all love the 80s mm-hmm. and they go off that. Um, well, I think kind of stuff The do you feel like because a lot of uh, I think the 80s and in general, had a very specific feel to it. A lot of 80s films felt like very present and of the 80s. And I think it was kind of unique because 90s, there wasn't as much of a 90s feel. There wasn't, there, it was honestly 90s feel. I watched a kind of an interesting uh, 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 film by, I think it's, what was it called? Um, Every Frame's a Picture or some some YouTube account. But um, it talks about how all movies from 1999 were exactly the same um, because it said how Matrix, Office Space, um, what was the other film? Uh, uh, American Beauty, all were focused around these men who were really bored at their cubicle and like this world that they kind of have to break out in different ways. But the, the, the starting place was being bored at your cubicle at work. So a lot of the 90s films, and I think that's why 80s is still very prevalent, and I think will remain prevalent for a little bit, um, is 90s is kind of a, there isn't really as much of a style with the 90s. I think since the 80s. I think there is is a style to the 90s. When I think of the 90s, oh, actually, no, see, I always get my, I always get confused with 90s and early 2000s. Okay, well, what, what would you say is early 2000s? Because I think Office Space was early 2000s and well, it was, Matrix. It was... No. Yeah, yeah, right? Wait. Oh. Oh, okay, well, yeah. Well, well, okay, that that time. So, like, I mean. Uh... So, basically, I understand what you're saying, but I'm thinking this. The reason why 80s is having such a major. Because you don't you didn't really see a lot of, like, 80s remake. Or, like, 80s type style in the 90s or even like the two, the 2000s mm-hmm. it's becoming super prevalent now in the tensies mm-hmm. um because i think uh people who whose parents grew up in the 80s mm-hmm. they're now old enough to make movies and have risen to power so they can make these movies and they're like i love the 80s feel yeah. so once our kids and their kids grow to be in their 30s and early 40s mm-hmm. maybe they'll start making stuff uh, like all based like having the nostalgic feel of um the early 2000s yeah and I'm, this is also from the courts uh uh the website that i was quoting earlier but they said there's three things that um 
our economic forces to attract the entertainment dollars. And one, franchises that are 20 to 40 years old that are now nostalgic to people who are 35 to 55, which is the democratic where earning and spending power begins to peak. Um, Also, number two, franchises from an era that are just old enough for younger generations to view them as novel media properties. Um, And then also three, which is the ability to combine these two together. And then also they said there's a fourth one, which is kind of this ongoing feeling of, um, you know, 20, 30 years from now, the people who saw the 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 revamps, the remakes will be nostalgic for those if they're good enough. And then they'll just keep revamping, which is scary to me. Because then that really just shows of just this constantly repeating cycle. cycle. But for that to work, the remakes have to really work. Um, And I guess the Marvel thing, the Marvel movies really work in that way. And I feel like there there might be a revamp of Marvel films, you know, if they're not still going on. Imagine that. See, here's something, too, is like, imagine a world where they revamp uh, Harry Potter. You know, they probably will at this point. And I think this is unprecedented where we are now is not is definitely nostalgic has been used in the past. There has been films that have harkened back to older films, especially a lot of um, uh, I mean, the the new Hollywood of the 70s did a lot of of honoring. I wouldn't it was nostalgia, but it wasn't. It wasn't copying, at least for the most part, of of older films. Um, famously, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the one film with the Raging Bull. Raging Bull ends with a, a direct quote from um, uh, on the waterfront, which was an obvious nod to on the waterfront. Um, and that is in a way of nostalgia for an old type of film well, and an old and, and Scorsese is known for like always talking about how much Psycho and all these big directors has influenced him. Um, uh, Alfred Hitchcock. I think we. Uh, I think actually this episode is almost a great link to almost every one of our other, not everyone, but like a lot of our past ones, mm-hmm. like our film bros. Mm-hmm. Film bros are very much nostalgic or like. The spawner of film bros, as mm-hmm. we call yes. them, spawners. They are very nostalgic for these old movies that they grew up with. Mm-hmm. And then they put it into their movies. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wish I remember the guy's name or uh, like, well, I'll, I'll just use James Gunn. You know, James Gunn, he's making Guardians of the Galaxy. He grew up loving the 80s, you know, loving that style mm-hmm. and thought, Hey, let's put that into my uh, Peter Quill mm-hmm. uh, and make him love the 80s, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and make the whole style of the thing like feel 80s-esque. Um, or the Duffer Brothers, you yeah. know? Have you they ever... Were like, what? Oh, um, well, this is slightly off topic, but have you ever heard of the movie Husbands? I have with, um, yes, uh, John Cassavetes, and it stars Peter Falk and yeah. uh, John Cassavetes. Peter, I, I figured you would because... I've been Peter meaning Falk. to see it. Um, I but, just saw uh, a, uh, there was an old episode of David Cavett's, um, or Dick oh. Cavett, sorry, Dick Cavett's. Um, and Dick Cavett, uh, yeah. and he, um, he had them all on, and they were, apparently it's one of his least, it's one of his most interesting interviews, he said, because um, they were all like 
belligerently drunk when they came on and they basically <laughs> why they, is this they yeah. didn't talk about the movie at all they all were just like being drunk and like obviously drunk um oh, i have to see this it's pretty I mean, funny it's kind of sad because i think john cassavetes was a infamous drunk mm-hmm. while peter uh, falk lived to be the ripe old age of like 80 something mm-hmm. and died a few days or few months after his last episode of Columbo. There you go. Still need to do the Columbo episode. Um, Oh, yeah. Thing is, I don't think you've seen enough Columbo. The last episode was called, I think, Columbo goes into the night. Columbo goes to a rave. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. And the bad guy is the main actor from the Americans. But Um, like halfway, half the episode is him in like a... uh, a tank top, like one of those mesh tank tops. Anyways, I doubt our listeners know what Columbo is or care about Columbo. So um, that's my nostalgia. Mm-hmm. See, I the when does it become nostalgia? That's like, true. I just I just got into Columbo, and I already love it. But it's a super old show, so in that sense, it's nostalgic. If I if I somehow was able to bring it back. And I think you also know? that's something we need to define is oh. what, what, when, also we're, we're not saying nostalgia is bad. No. I think where nostalgia also could get bad is whenever people say that this is the next this, you know, people are comparing someone to an old director, you know, they're saying, for instance, uh, for instance, um, what's his name? Uh, M. Night Shyamalan. People were saying he's the next Spielberg. And like this whole nostalgia of the only way you can accept a new director is by referencing him to another older director. Because uh, uh, I, I don't consider that nostalgia. I think that's nostalgia. I think that's the the harmful effects of nostalgia. I hate when people uh, do that. Because I, I think I think so you're you you are right. So people are looking for that next Steven Spielberg. Yes. Because like we mentioned earlier in the episode. People can't live to be forever, mm-hmm. and they die. So they have to be like, "Oh, in case he's you didn't know, Steven's- yeah, like he's an ex Steven Spielberg." If we were able to live forever, no one would be like, "Oh, he's the next Steven Spielberg," because they realize Steven Spielberg can live forever. Mm, yes, until someone chopped off his head. Or Anyways. also, people just people change, like people change their. So, like the the Spielberg of today is not the Spielberg of the seventies and eighties. So right. it's like the the people are referencing not just they're in the next Spielberg, but they're the next this 20 years, this type of Spielberg. And that is directly nostalgic because y- y- you're it's not even Spielberg himself. It's just this those types of films that he made from the 70s and 80s that that's the that's the Spielberg where this guy is the next of this is he's the reincarnation of that time period. And it never is true. I'm- it's never they're never like this is this 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 guy is the next or girl is the next, you know, whatever. Um, so time is a beautiful, poetic concept in the sense that it does things to our brains. People are like, see, we're nostalgic for movies mm-hmm. like old movies. Like I would lo- I love a nice uh, a husband's, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, while some may fawn for their glory days in high school, that's nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, people love to remember their past experiences. So 
Um, for example, so remakes, we've talked about remakes and sequels. Now, something that's been very weird and prevalent in the last, say, nine years, or actually I would say in the last five years, is movies or shows that have been off the air for 15 some years. Mm-hmm. They bring it back with a sequel or a special. Like just this week, last week, two old Nick shows, Nickelodeon shows, oh, yeah. came back to um, to Netflix. One was R- Rocco's Modern Life, mm-hmm. which was a early 2000s show, or even 90s show. Uh, and then Invader Zim, which was an old uh, Nickelodeon show, came back with a movie. And it's kind of, it's very much going like, hey, remember Invader Zim? Well, here's a movie. Well, so another not- show that, that just re-aired from Nickelodeon was All That. That just opened up again. But what's oh, yeah, what's right. confusing about that to me is it makes sense if you're making a movie, but if you're making a TV show of a kid's show, nostalgic value doesn't really work because it's, you're basically, it's like, you're not going to be re-watching a kid's show. You're not going to be like, oh, you might go to the movie if it's like a movie of a kid's show because it's literally just two hours of your life. <laughs> but you're not going to be like, hey, I'm now w- watching the remake of the, re- the, the new season of Invader Zim or all that because it, that takes time. And like, so it's, it's really just geared for kids who weren't alive when... Also, that's old enough that I don't think a lot of people who watch that as a kid have kids old enough to be watching it, you know? Well, that's the thing. I doubt that anybody like kids nowadays know what the heck, um, invaders him. actually, this is something interesting. And I haven't, of course, I mean, maybe not, of course, but I, I just want to let the audience know. Um, I don't really talk to a lot of kids these days. (laughs) I'm not in the business of talking to kids. Um, you know, I go to work, I put on my suit, uh, I, I pack my sandwiches and, and I work like a nine to eight hour job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, what I'm saying is there's not a lot of kids that I can get referenced. Like, I don't know what kids are into these days. Like, I really don't think kids watch. Like, I haven't really heard any kids talk about TV shows. You know, mm-hmm. like what what are kids shows today? Most kids are really just into Fortnite mm-hmm. or or uh you know, YouTube series. Mm-hmm. I don't know if kids sit down and watch t- like TV shows anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I really don't pay attention to that. So the nostalgia might be harder I- in the future. But I mean, things that things right now, but well, right now, our, I think their nostalgia will be like, hey, remember PewDiePie before he became fat and we realized he was actually a racist? Let's re let's bring him back. I think a lot you of know? things today are things. I don't know. I think a lot of like, a lot of things happening think, right now are things are just too tr- like things are so honest and authentic. People know everything about all their stars, all of like PewDiePie. Um, I mean, he's mostly for kids or at least was. Um and a lot of like YouTubers and and there's just way too many things in which the star power has kind of dwindled a little bit because people or maybe know that's 
just from our point of view. Like, no, 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 no. This is definitely a thing of modern times because stars now have Instagram, Twitter, and they can really just, I mean, they stars, especially actors, love being seen. They love being the center of the attention. So, yeah, OJ Simpson Simpson has a Twitter. Everybody has a Twitter. So people can see, people can now are now being seen as like them like a raw version of selves instead of just what is shown on screen or the occasional interviews they do and that and nostalgia actually can play really nice with that say you're like you were from an old TV show um that you weren't like that great at but people grew to love uh back in the day now you can come back on Twitter and be hilarious um and not like really act yeah no, like, I think I, and I also don't have an example of that, but I've heard other people fawn over old actors, like old tweets. Uh, well, don't actually matter. What's wait, you, you saying old actors coming back and now tweeting and becoming big again? Yes. Or like they are in the limelight or like they are now seen being like, oh, that was a funny tweet. Well, but I would he, say like, a, a good instance of that is is uh, Josh Peck. He, um, you know, he was in. Drake and Josh, oh, and really hasn't done much since. He was in some TV show. I forget what it was, but it, it didn't do too well and lasted a season. The, the pecking but, order, I think it was called. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> he then became Instagram famous. Um, or no, Vine famous. He became famous on Vine. And then he became like a huge Vine person and now is doing some stuff with YouTube. Oh, you know who's a big hit now? Is that uh, uh, Coral Spouse? Corey Spouse. Yeah. yeah, who was on... Uh, Sweet Life and Zach, of Zach and Cor- uh, Cody. Cody, and yeah. um, I mean, he's now big because of Riverdale, but I think he's also a huge hit now again because he is so social media esque. Yeah, and a lot of these people now who were actors when they were kids are that is the new type type of nostalgia, really. Yeah, it's it's the nostalgia for those people with kids shows. They're back. They're back, they're back. and they're really only famous now because of the nostalgia if there wasn't for the fact kids were thinking people our age are looking back and being like I, oh they goodness. gave them so much happiness was i was a kid now it's they're, they're back you know i was just about to pitch an idea but it's already been done okay i'm gonna pitch this to you and tell me what it actually is okay mm-hmm. all right so the pitch is it's somebody who used to be famous back in the day like it's a totally made up th- like it's a totally made up show or movie, right? Mm-hmm. And this person was famous back in the day, and now they're trying to use that nostalgia to be famous again. What is, what is that movie and or TV show? Uh, famous back in the day, and they're trying to. I feel like that's kind of generic. In Come general. on! Come um, on! It's actually in the theme song, or at the end. Ah, which people fresh, were calling fresh, in? Fresh Prince. No, BoJack Horseman. Oh yeah, back That's true. in the nineties, I was he was a famous TV show. Yeah, he was on. And a that's t- I think this this is a good way to wrap it up. Is I think there there is an amazing there's nostalgia that's understand there's bad nostalgia which is what I said before about referencing things only in terms of Ugh. how it was in the past. Remakes that don't need to be made, sequels that don't need to be made, revamping. Like who shouldn't come back to be famous? Like there was a show, uh, Rob Schneider, who was famous back in the 
Dave for being horrible at his at acting. He would he try to do those kind of BoJack Horseman, a uh, kind of a BoJack Horseman thing with Rob, you mm-hmm. know, like ooh, Rob Schneider's back, but now the cameras are good and the writing is up to date. And yeah, so Schneider, there's there's that type of there's that type of nostalgia. Then there's the nostalgia that's acceptable, the ones that are more like Stranger Things and things that just are take place in the past, which has been going on since the dawn of. I, I mean, Stranger Things. When Don't people, when things, when uh, what's it called? Movies first started. Um, uh, there's a film. Um, I forget what it was called. Um, I Intolerance. Want- Intolerance was a film. They need to remake that. They need to remake Intolerance. Yeah, there is a film called Intolerance that was one of the first epics. Um, and was made by very racist G.W. Griffith. Um, and but it was is a film that took place. In like ancient Greek, and that is nostalgic for a certain time period, which is also interesting because a lot of like in the 1800s and 1700s, people just loved ancient Greek, and that's a form of nostalgia in and of itself. Um, Actually, I hate to keep mentioning like horrible people's work, but Midnight in Paris is all about that. It's all about nostalgic, yeah. Like blinds you. Uh huh. And Um, I guess we did. Everybody wants to look back in the past. But one thing that I think is important to point out um, in regard to nostalgia is the fact that the past isn't gilded, you know? The past isn't, it's not, uh, it's not, it shouldn't be this thing that people are saying everything should be like this. And you can love old movies, obviously, and I mean, you can really only look in the past, but Hollywood has in all of history has been and until very recently has been very only one type of person can be in film uh films were very uh uh, uh, uh sexist racist you name it it used to be all these things and if we you're nostalgic not- for these old films for this then this is also kind of how let's not be nostalgic for those times let's right? not be nostalgic for that type of 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 film that you can't be nostalgic for everything. You, if you're going to talk about an, an era, you have to take in both the good and the bad of it. Because I think every era has its own ups and downs. And right now, the downs in this way is that a lot of indie films aren't getting money. A lot of these, it's really only reruns and stuff. But the upside is for the first time ever in cinema history, what is happening now that is not nostalgic is that more voices are in the fray in our are being seen um even if it's less money than they would have gotten in the 80s but at least it's unanimous across the board that people aren't getting as much money so nostalgia that's and then but also i think there is well okay okay i just want to get in and say yes nostalgia is uh it's nice to think back in the past but we live in the now Mm -hmm. so live for the now and I think and, a lot of the greatest films were based on people living today and like uh, and how what what's happening today and I think that's where a lot of great original art comes from is modern times set even if it's set in the past but based on on modern times of of feelings of what's going on now in the world. Though I got to say nostalgia sells so we're stuck so uh, with what we have, but also nostalgia. I was gonna say something else about like the best type of nostalgia. I think we should move on from the past and 
look to the future yeah. with our film review. Yes. Well, now, yeah. Now we're reviewing. Well, this isn't really reviews. Just also, thoughts. I just want to – I probably have said this before, but um, to do this podcast, I have to turn off all my air conditioning so it gets very hot. Okay. Well, we only have a little bit of time I left. Usually, um, I usually don't eat anything before this oh my so God. i'm also very hungry oh my god so zach is just I'm, t- I'm i'm hungry i'm tired i'm scared and i'm naked yes and afraid um well scared is afraid oh true yes i think um, anyways let's rattle off what we've seen and then kiss uh ourselves goodbye okay um for this um <laughs> so i saw a film well i didn't finish it in fact i barely even it doesn't count but it's important to bring it up it's important to bring up because um it's a it's a it was a movie that (laughs) was made by a youtuber named jake paul ah oh and it's Uh, no yeah one of the paul brothers it's one of the paul brothers and i only wanted to watch it because casey neistat like two three years ago had like an app where had a vlog where he's talking about being in a film and I looked, I, for some reason, I was just like, yeah, whatever happened to that film? And I looked it up, and it's called Airplane Mode. And talk about bad films. It was horrible That's from the moment. very beginning. From, from the, the very way. first, it is automatically just written by a, a, an adult who has the mind of a 10-year-old and just focuses on, like, boobs and sex as a joke from the very beginning and it's not even like it's just bad like it's just horrible jokes and a lot of it has to do with sex and there's like a scene in the airport where they like arrest this guy because he's he's arabic and it's and also the the, the guy it's the guy that that had the whole thing where he recorded the dead the dead logan paul oh sorry this is logan Paul. paul yeah logan paul it's the the infamous YouTuber who recorded the the person uh, dead uh, at this at the in uh, an infamous Japanese um, woods, um, and um, watch the bad movie. I'm it was sorry. really bad, and I am. I I keep thinking back on it because I'm like, it's just it's it's interesting to me because I used to be obsessed with YouTube, and although I never liked the Paul brothers at all, or a lot of YouTubers. This was really one of, probably one of the first films that was made by a YouTuber and with YouTubers. And it just really shows the underbelly of shitty YouTube of just, this is what happens. This, I'm just like, how, I I don't know. It just, it made me not sad for the future, but sad for just, just YouTube in general. I don't know. Well, I'm going to watch this movie. Just kidding. It looks horrible. I remember uh, uh, on that note, remember uh, remember the Smosh Brothers? Or, uh, yeah, the Smosh Brothers. The yeah, they were one of the first YouTubers. Yeah, their stuff, I thought their YouTube stuff was very funny. And I saw on Netflix like years ago that they made a movie. And it's exactly the same thing. The beginning of the movie is abysmal. Yeah. It's just... I was appalled by how bad it was that I couldn't finish it. So, um, for my review, I will say I'll, uh, I've watched three things and I'll list them off real quick. 
Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling. It I give it a seven out of ten. It's actually not half bad. Uh, Invader Zim enters the Florpus. Uh, it was much sillier than I expected and wanted. So I would also give that maybe I give that a six point five. It was actually it was too long. It, it but watch it for the animation style. It's it's okay. And then I binge watched Mindhunter season two. Fantastic show, great writing. Um, they focus on the Atlanta killer in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really just, I love the procedurals. And it's its not very actiony, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's very dialogue heavy and acting wise is just great. Mm-hmm. So, and you see Sam and I uh, for brief moments yeah. in time. Well, so um, uh, that's my review. And that's the think- uh, that's it for today's show. Um, we uh, next episode, we'll figure out what it is when we get there. Um, so do you think we'll ever like say we go we go off the air? Do you think people will ever bring us back? Maybe. I don't know. Like, hey, but- hey, remember, remember two thumbs I decided. And this is like hundreds of years later. Like, you know. Do I don't know. People are going to be. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But I'm playing us off right now. Uh, that's oh. for you to decide, guys. If you want to bring us back, uh, uh, set up our Patreon account <laughs> and start paying us money. All right. Make us live forever. Godspeed all. Godspeed, Spider-Man. She comes and goes. Question why she needs to be so free She'll tell you it's the only way to be She just can't be chained To a life where nothing's gained And nothing's lost at such a cost